1: Good afternoon and welcome. Here's how yesterday's emergency meeting of the Justice Committee on Parliament Hill ended.
2: This is a cover-up. Mr. Assassi. In favor of the motion? Yes. Hi, Monsieur de Bruyne.
1: Madame Lapointe?
2: What? Mr. McKinnon? Cover up. What a shame. What a shame. Cover-up! Hey. Mr. Cover-up! No, it's a cover-up. I'm voting against the cover-up. I'm voting against this cover-up. Uh, Mr. Poliver. Against the cover-up. And Ms. Ramsey. I'm strongly voting opposed, and I'm shocked at the behavior of my colleagues. It's disgusting. So, you should be ashamed of your... That being said, the motion is adopted,
3: meeting is adjourned.
1: Okay, shame, cover-up, and a new ironic name for the Justice Committee, which has just been christened the Justin Committee. The committee was meeting to decide whether to recall Jody Wilson-Raybould. She has said she has more to say but needs a waiver in order to open up about the rest of her truth. It's not a big surprise that the liberal majority shut the initiative down. However, I must say I am wowed not in a good way, by the clumsy and inelegant way they went about it. They voted to adjourn the meeting, as you heard, just a few minutes after it started. The stated reason was procedural that another meeting was already on the calendar next Tuesday, behind closed doors on Budget Day. Really? These are professional politicians. I want to know what you think. Does this make it better? Does this make it worse? The numbers to call 416 360 0740. Toll free 1 866 740 4740. And right now, we are going to NDP Justice Critic and Vice Chair of the Justice Committee, MP Murray Rankin and MP Michael Barrett who is a Conservative member of the Justice Committee from Leeds, Grenville, Thousand Islands, and Rideau Lakes. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Thanks,
3: Libby. Thanks for the opportunity.
1: Okay, let us start with Murray Rankin. Were you surprised uh, about how that went down?
3: I was. Uh, I I know that uh, by now I shouldn't be, because the Liberals have consistently tried to thwart efforts to get to the truth here. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I was, because, you know, the whole world was watching. (laughs) That is to say, it wasn't done in private. People could observe this ridiculous behavior. We're going to do it all again on budget day, where they hope they can contain it and nobody will be watching. I don't think that's going to work either. I mean, we have a problem here. We have a government that seems to not want Canadians to get to the bottom of whether or not our independent Attorney General was told what to do by political masters, and, and, and by not doing so, it seems to have been turfed out of her job. Like, to me, that's something that smacks of a banana republic behavior, and I'm shocked that uh, the Liberals think they can just, you know, contain the damage at this committee and, uh, and move on. I don't think they're going to be able to.
1: Michael Barrett, I mean, I, am I being too harsh? To me, it looks like the amateur hour.
2: Yeah, it was hamfisted. It was, you know, it's truly disgusting when, uh, you know, uh, we we all come to Ottawa. We all are elected by our constituents, and I believe that everyone goes with the best interests of of Canadians and their constituents uh, in their heart, and that's what they want to do. But yesterday wasn't the action of, of independent MPs. It was uh, a, an MP who put the motion forward, who's who was there to deliver a message from the PMO that they're looking to to slam the door on debate, to slam the gavel down on, on openness and transparency. And it was tremendously disappointing. And they're hoping that just like with the other meetings, when they announced a, a trip to the moon, and on another meeting they announced National Pharmacare, and on another meeting they announced pardons for pot possession, and this coming Tuesday they're going to have a, uh, it's going to be a big day, the the budget for, in an election year, um, start to see a pattern. And it's a pattern of a cover-up, and they're doing an absolutely terrible job of it.
1: I mean, I talk to uh, spin doctors, strategists, crisis communications people all the time. And, you know, what they are saying, generally speaking, they say, okay, you've got to rip the Band-Aid off as quickly as possible, and then you have to wait for it. To heal. And one of the things that some people have been saying was that, well, it can come out in the Justice Committee, but if it doesn't, it will come out in a way that is worse for the Liberals, probably closer to the election and maybe not entirely accurate. Yeah,
3: I think that diagnosis is exactly right. And that's why I can't understand why they are drip, drip, dripping this story out. For example, we said, let's get all the witnesses that Jody Wilson-Raybo talked about in to tell their story right now, get it over with, right? And let's get her back to contradict what, uh, I presume she'll try to contradict what Mr. Wernick said. And, you know, that seems like a fair thing to do. And Mr. Butts. And so you'd think they would want to get this over with. The closer we get to an election, the more it's going to be a problem. So your spin doctor advisors, Libby, are exactly right. How, why they're doing it this way, they think they can just put a lid on it and people aren't going to notice? I don't think so. I, I'm also
2: not entirely convinced that this is a thought-out strategy that they have. This is a government that's in chaos. And the prime minister doesn't even have his hand on the wheel right now. He's, he's flown back and forth to Florida over the last couple of days. And He's uh, he's running around. He's got ministers resigning. His principal secretary quit, and all the while they're saying nothing to see here, nothing to see here. I don't think they have a plan. But yesterday was uh, was an attempt, certainly, to um, to shut this down and think that after six weeks uh, that Canadians are going to say, oh, you know what? Yeah, they they're going to have the meeting in, in uh, behind closed doors. Yeah, let's forget about this and move on to something else. Well, this is, uh, and this is now of international interest. Well,
1: it is. I was going to get onto that, but I do have the sense that it was starting to die down a little bit. Uh, is, is that uh, what you're getting from your constituents or, or not?
3: Uh, no, well, okay. I'm not. Okay. I, I'm certainly not. I, I can't tell you how many people called our office just today. My staff told me it was, it was, the phone was literally ringing off the hook, and I live in Victoria, a long way from, uh, from Ottawa. But people are following this, Libby. They get it. They get that it's a problem, and they want to know what the heck's going on.
2: And- yeah, that's absolutely right. We, we launched on the weekend uh, a, a website, letterspeak.ca to send a message to the Prime Minister, and the uptake on it has been uh, phenomenal. And Canadians are very engaged in this.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I have to say, just uh, following other media uh, in terms of uh, opinions, the Liberals are getting very poor marks on this, but uh, a lot of people are saying, um, Michael Barrett, that the Conservatives uh, are overshooting a little bit on this.
2: Well, I don't think there's any overshot on... Asking for the prime minister to appear at the justice committee, but the liberals voted that down. And there's there's no overshot on uh, asking for a public inquiry, which the liberals voted down.
1: But and maybe on asking the prime minister to resign so quickly, uh,
2: the prime minister's lost the moral authority to govern. When we have uh, when when we have a, a prime minister whose uh, PMO and whose office is uh, facing very serious allegations, uh, Canadians deserve to know that there's someone who's who's paying attention to what matters most to Canadians. And things like uh, safety and the economy, these are paramount issues. And while the Prime Minister is trying to uh, fight the fire in his own office, uh, we have major trade disputes uh, underway with our number one trading partner, the United States. There's been a failure to lift steel and aluminum tariffs. And now look at what's happening with China. And we have major exports that we plan on Uh, with canola to to China. And now that's been blocked due to an ongoing uh, fight with this prime minister and his government. And so, uh, I think that Canadians need, uh, to have a leader that they have confidence in. They need to, uh, they need to have confidence in their institutions. And I think that we've, we've heard a very measured and a very reasonable response from, the leader of Her Majesty's loyal opposition, Andrew Scheer, and I think that he's right on the money.
1: Murray Rankin, your party has not called for the resignation of Justin Trudeau. Do you think the Conservatives are overshooting?
3: Well, look, I'm not going to criticize the Conservatives. I'm going to focus on the Liberals. We've been calling for a public inquiry because we think that it's premature to be calling for the resignation of the, of the Prime Minister. We want to get to the bottom of this. I think Canadians deserve to know just exactly what's going on. And I'm, I'm now convinced, Libby, of that... The, the the two excuses they've been using uh, to avoid scrutiny no longer apply. The first excuse is that the Justice Committee will get to the bottom of it. Well, when you see the liberals voting on block to... Uh, <clears throat> stop us getting to the bottom of it. Canadians know that's not a real route. The second excuse that the Prime Minister uses is another smokescreen, that there's this Commissioner of Ethics and Conflict of Interest who can get to the bottom of it. He has no jurisdiction over the issue at hand. It's a complete uh, you know, liberal dodge here that I'm getting tired of. You know, Let's change Isn't the Isn't he
1: taking a leave of absence anyway? Anyway,
3: yeah, but that's, that's for health reasons, and his office will continue to do the, do the work required, but like, they don't have any jurisdiction, Libby, over exactly. the Exactly. Whether there's some kind of uh, you know, effort to thwart the independent uh, j- jurisdiction of the Attorney General. So, I mean, two excuses. Let's use the Justice Committee. Oops, that's obviously not working. Let's lose, use the Conflict Commission. No, that's not going to work. So I'm saying, what, what are we left with? Is but a public inquiry so we can get to the bottom of this. And that's the only thing I think left.
1: Okay. Uh, let's take a couple of calls, Anthony, in Niagara. Hi there.
2: Hi, Ms. Libby. Well, I saw it yesterday on TV, boy, oh boy, shame on those people. We talk about a banana republic. I think it's more like a Putin and a government uh, like China that we're getting into right now. They're hiding something very big. And I got a feeling the conservatives or, and the NDP know something, but they're not exactly sure. Something very big. They're hiding something. There's got to be something. Like, they would just, why not just let it out? And at the end of the day, we know exactly where we stand, and they'll continue on with their budgets or whatever the hell they want to do. Because right now, my neighbors are saying we have no government.
1: Well, that's uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm I'm uh, inclined to agree with our guest. Thank, Thank you, Anthony. You. Have a good day. Uh, who says that uh, maybe this wasn't all planned out? Because it doesn't look very <laughs> planned out to me. Let's hear from Bill in Toronto.
3: Oh, well, I, I, I agree with Anthony, but uh, ripping the Band-Aid off, the reason they won't do that is because they really don't want us to see what, what lies underneath. But the shallowness of Trudeau is on public display here. He goes on, he's a feminist, he's, you know, for human rights, he's, you know, uh, for, for for ethnic rights, for everything. And when Chavanis wants to leave, what's he doing? He's yelling at her, I can't have two colored women leaving all at one time. Like, this is what this man's government is about. It's all show and no go. It is disgusting.
1: Okay, Bill, thanks for that. I, like, this is what I, I, I uh, have to put the proviso. Both Bill and Anthony are have never been fans of the Trudeau government or liberal voters, so this is uh, obviously confirming their views. But, uh, Murray Rankin, I've heard from a lot of people who are so-called soft Liberals who say "Mm, they're not going to vote again because of this.
3: Yeah, and, and I don't know. I'm not running again. Uh, I've announced I'm not running. So I'm um, I'm an f- old law professor who used to teach about rule of law and care deeply about it. So I'm not doing this from a partisan point of view, Libby. I mean, take that with a grain of salt if you wish. But I honestly believe that people should find out whether there is this kind of interference with our administration of justice. I think it's a big deal and I don't think it's a, a liberal issue or a conservative issue. It's a Canadian issue and we've got to get to the bottom of it.
1: Michael Barrett?
3: Yeah, and I'm... I- I'm inclined to agree because,
2: um, and and it's very sad. And, and though I'm a very new member to the House, uh, Mr. Rankin has uh, served dutifully, and my colleagues have very nice things to say uh, about him. And so uh, I, I wish I wish you well in your retirement uh, you, from Ray. politics, Murray. Um, but when we invited uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould to this committee, uh, the Conservatives and NDP called for this. She's a member of the Liberal caucus. You know, she's not sitting as an independent. We had no expectation that she was going going to uh, do do any political or partisan favours for the opposition parties. This is an exercise in uncovering the truth. And what I'm hearing from my constituents and what I'm hearing as a member of the Justice Committee through correspondence from people across the country is that they are shocked with what is happening and that they are demanding that we get to the bottom of it.
1: Hmm. And, uh... What purpose do you think the behind-closed-door meeting will serve? I mean, presumably, uh, the idea of bringing her is going to be overruled again unless somebody knocks some sense into them.
2: Well, Mr. Mr. Druin, who, who the member for uh, Glengarry Prescott-Russell, who subbed in yesterday and was the one who, uh, who, t- who put the motion forward that the meeting be adjourned, um, he has been doing the rounds today and saying that uh, he he believes that we've heard enough from Jody Wilson-Raybould and the committee should get on to more important work like dis- discussing or studying the separation of the role of Attorney General and Justice Minister, which is absolutely just an attempt to change the channel. And uh, I, but I do think that it does a uh, telegraph for us what we can expect coming out of that meeting, and that's not an invitation to Miss Wilson-Raybould or a request for the Prime Minister to extend the order in council and remove the gag from the former Attorney General
1: and. If that's how it plays out, how does this story, uh, how does this issue stay alive?
3: I mean, the issue is going to stay alive because we're going to continue to hammer the government in question period. We're going to use every opportunity in the House to make sure people don't forget about it. And, of course, the media reflecting what people in Canada are telling them, are obviously going to be doing their part as well. I mean, that's how these issues uh, fester and then come to a boil again. And if it comes to a boil near the election, the Liberals have only themselves to blame.
1: Interesting. Okay, well, uh, we await the next chapter in this. Thank you so much, Murray Rankin and Michael Barrett. I appreciate your time. Thanks,
0: Libby. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads.